to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening and making a commitment to your learning. We hope you're doing well. I am one of your hosts. I'm Yvonne Brandenburg, joined by the amazing Jordan Porter. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? It, it's going. It's been a while since you got to do the intro. <laughs> I know. I was like, woohoo, doing the intro and everything. Uh. <laughs> I know. I know it's been it's been kind of a crazy month. Um, we we recorded all of July's like kind of in a batch because of everything that was, that was happening. So nice, July, which is insane to me thinking that we're almost in August. Like I don't how <laughs> I don't get it. So weird. <laughs> Although if I remember correct, this is your birthday episode. Happy birthday. Oh God, is that today when it goes live? Hey, I think so, right? I don't know. Is it? You tell me. Is this uh, no, yet? it goes live the day before your birthday because your birthday's oh, okay. on Wednesday. So Wednesday, which in real time, like when we're recording this, your birthday's next because it's on Friday. So in the past, correct. The Friday before this goes live, it was your birthday. So happy birthday to you. Thanks. <laughs> i know it's so crazy to think the leo gang is all here right it's a couple days apart we're like yeah (laughs) i know like how did that work i remember when we found that out too and we're like what (laughs) okay all right (laughs) yeah it's a decade apart but that's fine yeah you know but we talked about this if i was born at any other time you and i would not be business partners yeah, probably not just because of timing of everything, which, you know, so <laughs> make fun of me for our age gap all you want. <laughs> I mean, I'd rather make fun of you than have you make fun of me, which you do anyways. So it's fine. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh my God, though. So speaking of just like being old in general, like I make fun <laughs> of my husband very frequently because I swear to God, he is like a 60 year old man, like specifically when it comes to like technology. Oh gosh. Um, but I got this new computer and I got like my kids uh, like a PC and stuff like that for homeschooling and stuff. And so I was like working on a PC and I was on the phone with my husband and I was like, oh, I hate trying to transition from like Mac to PC. I was like, how do you freaking screenshot on this thing? <laughs> and I was like, I know it's like there's like the clip tool and there's all these different ways to do it but like on a mac it's simply command three and it's simple like it's called (laughs) control print screen done so yeah matt told me that and then i was like where did it go because when i do that on my mac it like just saves a file onto my desktop and i was like he's he's like so i was on the phone i was like where did where did the screenshot go he's like just control v it and uh it'll like paste i was like but where is it? He's like, I don't know. I just always copy and paste things. Like it's, and I was it's like, in the memory, and that you just paste it wherever you want it. Whatever, yeah, whatever <laughs> type of file you want. You want um, a Word document. You want uh, a picture. You want a PowerPoint. You just paste it wherever you want. It's great. 
Yeah, he was like, I can't believe I just taught you how to do something on the computer. I was like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Mac versus PC, it's like the the battle of the ages, right? Like, yeah, you're you're either Mac or PC. It's very rare for someone to be both. It's it's very stupid because it's like this. They're the same tasks, right? Like they're the same tasks stop making things so different and like just i mean they just they they grew up at the you know they this, yeah. that was back in the wild wild west before you were born jordan yeah i guess <laughs> i'm definitely an apple brat for sure like i am uh, yeah no i can't it's too expensive i just my heart and soul breaks a little bit when people are like get an apple iphone and i'm like cool I spent $200 on my phone and it does pretty much 99.9% of what your $1,000 to $1,500 phone does. Oh, don't get me wrong. I definitely think and it lasts just ridiculous. as long. Yeah. <laughs> you mean two and a half years? Yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I pay a hundred bucks a year for my phone. You pay five to $600 a year for your phone. Yeah. When I win a chicken dinner over here. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm a snobby Apple liker. I mean, it. they're just, it depends on what you learned on, right? I mean, I think, I don't know. People can do a ton of stuff with Apple. People can do a ton of stuff with PC. It's whatever your comfort level is. I think they're both evil empires and ruling the world. Um, unfortunately, the the Ubuntu's and other stuff of, of the world. And the only reason I know that is because my dad was a computer nerd. So don't, don't think I'm that special. Um, you know, that stuff, unfortunately, because it's free, people can't make money off of it. The world doesn't use it because marketers, marketers got marketers. (laughs) That's fair. Anyways, this is not a computer show. <laughs> this is not. If you heard any of my rants from the month of July about social media, this is not a computer show. Right? If you see any of our emails that go, sorry, we broke something and we're trying to figure out how to fix it. Yeah. You know we're not IT. <laughs> I know. Oh. I mean, I have learned a lot about random computer things I never thought I'd know about um, with this job. So it is handy, though, when someone's like, God, I can't figure out how to do this. I'm like, oh, just click here. And I'm like, I feel so smart, even though. (laughs) Right. You're like, oh, I I know how to do this now. Yeah. Oh, my God. So true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, so it's August, which is crazy. August 2023 three um the reason i just giggled is our notes say 2022 and and that makes me laugh so i just changed it to 23 um (laughs) so just a quick reminder um not this coming weekend but the following weekend on saturday august 12th if you're listening to this in real time so saturday august 12th 2023 um, will be our monthly CE for um, our membership. Uh, so we're going to be talking about renal disease, BUN and creatinine when they're too much. Um, just a quick reminder, if you're in the membership, it is free for you. Um, you just sign up with your email that you use to get into the membership. If you're not in the membership, you're still totally invited. Um, you can find the link for that a couple of different ways. 
we typically will send out an invite in the newsletter. So if you sign up for a newsletter, we'll do that. Um, if you go to internalmedicineforvettechs.com, click on the events, uh, or you can go internalmedicineforvettechs.com slash events. Uh, we post it there as well. So you can always sign up um, with it. We do it on Zoom. So uh, it's just sign up through Zoom and, and get your, your ticket um, for it. And we'll send out reminder emails because <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm like, oh God, I forgot I was doing that today. I oh, I do that quite a bit. pretty much every month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, oh, I'm so I know. I'm always that. like, I feel like I have something to do today, but I can't figure out what it is. Oh <laughs> like, this is why we remind each other when we have things that we're supposed to be doing. It's great. I know. It is nice to have that second person be like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey do you remember this? Yeah. 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 What are we talking about today though? We're, we're kind of kicking off a new series. Um, and it's going to be a little bit of a, I don't know how to describe the series. It's a, this is the non-medical portion of our series. This is the non-medical <laughs> portion. Well, I don't know. Some of it's going to have medical, mm, some of it's going to have medical stuff. Yeah. I think, uh, I think of this one as being like the quote unquote, well, some of it is the soft skills. So the non-medical, but it's the stuff that isn't necessarily like disease specific, but it's definitely yeah. part of our job. Um, so today is about client compliance. Um, and I don't know, it's, it's funny because I've had a lot of conversations recently in the last few months um, about the difference really between internal medicine and some of the other specialties um, for example, emergency and critical care. So, uh, I work in a, in a, um, clinical training position for, for MBA or ethos, uh, currently. And my boss has her VTS in emergency and critical care. I have my VTS in internal medicine. So, you know, we have these conversations of like, you know, there's so much overlap between those two, uh, two specialties but what is like the big difference? Cause it's like, you know, people ask me, they're like, well, which one would you recommend? What, what, how? And it's like, well, what do you like doing? Right. That's how we always say it. It's like, where's your passion lie? Um, which is kind of funny now that I say that out loud because I'd rather not deal with a lot of people, but, um, <laughs> internal medicine is so much about understanding the disease process, having those conversations with clients client compliance is like a huge part of what we do as technicians. Um, you know, yes, we have a lot of those like specialized hands-on skills, but so much of it is, you know, making sure our patients have great quality of life, making sure they have what they need. And then I think of like emergency and critical care. They're so hands-on, right? They're the triage. They're the medically get things stable, and get them to the point where they can get turf to us. <laughs> and then we do all the client compliance follow-up stuff. Um, and so it's funny because I think skills-wise we're the same, um, but it's like ECC is more hands-on and we're more the the quote-unquote softer skills. Yeah. Like if I were to break it up, it's not 50-50 for ours. I think, I think for internal medicine, our softer skills client compliance stuff is probably 75% 
And then like hands-on is 25%. And then ECC, I think is 75% hands-on and 25% Mm. soft skills. Because (laughs) realistically, like if you, if a client hits up ECC, like ECC gets them out of that crisis. Right. And then turfs them. Like Mm -hmm. follow up in any communication about what disease process or what the hell just happened to their pet should be followed up on like by their family vet. Yeah, or by a specialist or if they get transferred else. to a specialist because yeah so it's and it's just interesting when you kind of think of that because like for the longest time I was like teetering between ECC and internal medicine to figure I was like I love both of them and I was like their skills list is the same like if you look at it on paper they're so similar but I think that's the difference right is like where does it yeah. lie more heavily on Um, It's funny because like the technician utilization is very different in ECC versus in any. Oh yeah. But they're both super tech utilization heavy. Oh, a thousand percent. That's what I mean. Like, and I still think that I think ECC even has probably the best at tech utilization, right? Like they are like, because when you look from the outside in, you're looking at utilizing those hands-on skills and utilizing those things. And so I feel like emergency medicine really does heavily like rely on technicians and their skills and things like that. I think it depends on the clinic. I, I yeah, think I, I think it's the same like any other place. I think if you've got a really solid emergency and critical care department, I think, yes, you're, you're correct. High tech utilization, but that's like anywhere. This is another soapbox, but I know, right. (laughs) But it it ties into client compliance, right? Like I think the more technicians are utilized, the better we have client compliance because of the simple fact that, you know, one doctor having that conversation with a client versus an entire team of people being able to have those conversations. I think that's, that's a huge difference. Um, Mm -hmm. so I think anyways, we could do a whole tech utilization episode. (laughs) I feel like we're slowly getting there. (laughs) So, so the reason we did this particular one, um, client compliance, uh, I was fortunate. I was asked by today's veterinary nurse to write an article for them on client compliance. It specifically had to do with, um, parasite control, but I mean, really this, this really does translate to pretty much anything (laughs) that that we do in vet med. Um, so Jordan and I talked about it and I was like, oh, we should, we should definitely talk about this. So basically what, um, you know, this is just an example. This is not the end all be all, but it's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, how, how do we get our clients to buy into whatever our recommendations are? Um, so making sure that the clinical staff and the doctors are on the same page, that whatever, you know, recommendation, whether that's parasite control, food, medications, you know, what is it that we're talking about? Like, how do we get from here's the recommendation to yes, we're following up, we're doing what we need to do. So this is, this is really going to be kind of the the bulk of this episode. Um, I found this really great resource and let me see if I can make sure I get the name right. It was, um, 
So it was this article written it actually, it's funny because it was for um, the very well mind, which is psychology based. And it's called the six stages of change, the trans theoretical or stages of change model. Um, and it came out in 22, like December of 22. And I just found it really interesting. Um, so there's the, so there's, there's six stages of behavior change and this can, this is any behavior, right? But we're going to focus specifically on client compliance in pers- uh, preventive medicine, including parasite control, whatever else we need to do, right? So stage one is pre-contemplation. So what that means is we, we get the basic information of why a specific medication is important. So like if it's, we're talking about parasite control, right? This is how do we prevent infestations, infections, or, you know, potentially fatal diseases, right? So we think like, I think of heartworm disease, right? So we, you know, get that basic disease is like the easy one to, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. You're like, this one's deadly potentially, right? Versus the other ones are just nuisance more than anything else. Um, So that's, that's pre-contemplation stage one. Stage two is contemplation. So this is like looking at the different options there are and what will work best for both your client and the patient. So this is, you know, give them some options. What are we looking at? You know, what's the price on things, all that, that stuff. Right. Then we have stage three, which and I is, think, I think that, oh, hold on, I'm sorry. I want to go back mm-hmm. to stage two a little bit because contemplation is a big, like heavy tech utilization thing, right? Like, oh yeah realistically like we shouldn't just be i mean now mind you this varies like and oftentimes like the majority of the time we're not going to have to be comparing different options of a medication right because it's going to be a standing order or like uh, something that was truly prescribed but But, it's also like giving that information to the clients right you give them no no, i I know yeah and i just feel like that part gets skipped over more like contemplation could have more of a technician role in it to explain like well does your dog go hiking and you know do we need heavy tick protection do we need a a separate tick protection that might work a little bit better than a combo you know and it's like yeah I feel like those conversations should be had instead of just being like here's your uh, thing well we're running a we have a rebate on this product here so here you know so it's like and same thing for even like prescribed medications. Like I know you've done it, right? Like where your doctor prescribes like a certain probiotic or something and you're like, and they're like, ah, uh, BSL number three is pretty expensive. Is there an alternative? And then you like, yeah. you know. Oh. Yep. So that's the contemplation is like looking at the options. Stage three is the preparation stage. This is where we're going to provide tools for those clients to be su- successful. And we'll talk about some different tools. Stage four is the action stage. So this is um, supporting that client as they start to give the medications or the food or the whatever the recommendation is, right? So that's like, okay, we're starting, we're, we're doing, we're moving forward. Stage five is maintenance. So supporting our clients as they continue to routinely give those medications watch out for distractions. Um, and then, you know, making sure we're giving it on time and when it's recommended, all those things. And then stage six is con- called the relapse stage. So we know that even with the best laid plans, 
um, things happen, life happens. So how do we acknowledge that that's going to happen and then be prepared with a plan to get back into the habit so that those clients can get back into the maintenance stage and understanding that all of those stages are probably going to happen, right? Depending on the client, they may get stuck in one stage or another for longer. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I get some clients that get stuck in the contemplation stage and you're just like, look, we need to get out of the like research yeah. phase of things, <laughs> right? So you're married to one of those. I know, right? I sometimes do <laughs> that. That's fine. Um, so anyway, so uh, uh, this, you know, we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the different stages. Um, and this is, <laughs> I don't know about you, but so the article, in case you want to look at it, it's called, oops, I did it again. Strategies for improving client compliance. And yes, we did a play on, on a song that starts like that. And shout out to one of my coworkers, Kim, because she is one of the reasons why we named it that, because she's a huge Britney fan. Um, so I was like, he, he, he. That's so funny. It's it's one of those things. So don't think Good I'm job. a Britney fan, but but hey, no shame if you are. She was I know, but she's obsessed with her. So like it was just one of those. Yeah, this works. <laughs> I'll totally go with it. So um, all right. So pre-contemplation, right? So this is um, this is where you know the the clients really haven't thought about changing their behavior around whether it's parasite control or foods or any of that stuff, right? This could be they're in denial. <laughs> um, it's so funny because I didn't think I'd actually hear this ever in my life, but I did. It's the whole, you know, my fluffy can't possibly have fleas. I live in a gated community and I'm like, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, that's yes, not how is. any of it works. Yes, it is. Right. Um, so, or they may not be educated on the different parasites. Um, so for example, like if they move to a new area, they may not realize that mosquitoes are more prevalent in that area than where they used to be, you know? So it's, it's stuff like that, that, you know, we, at our, in our part of it is like, how do we start, how do we start that process of getting them to understand and maybe start recognizing it? And so some of the things that we can do in our clinic is um, provide visual cues is one of the options, right? So when a client comes into the lobby, like, do we have educational posters? Do we have pamphlets that they can start looking at? Um, I know some clinics will have like, you know, TV monitors where they have like, educational stuff, right. Playing Mm -hmm. in the background. That's like, and it's like, did you know about this? And so, you know, having more of those touch points, even if they don't really think about it, like it's subliminally percolating. You know, what's a good idea is like, because I feel like those like educational videos, like aren't as common in vet med as they are in like human med, because like human med, like you just buy a program and you just play it. Right. Like, Mm -hmm why don't techs make these, some of these videos? Hey, is your dog on home prevention? There's gotta be techs out there who actually would love to be like on camera. (laughs) And you don't even have to be on camera. Like it could just be like a scrolling and audio. Yeah. Puppy and kitty in the background. Like you can, 
a hundred percent clinics can make these themselves. There are definitely companies out there that will make them, but like, you don't have to, like, if you've got someone on your staff, who's artistic and just loves creating things a hundred percent, they can do this. Like there's no reason that they can't. I mean, essentially like you could even create just a simple slideshow with like Google slides mm-hmm. or something or PowerPoint and just have it playing. And like, cause you can put music to that and like, yeah, there's a lot of options. They'd be like good, like extra projects for like CSRs or assistants or vet techs and stuff like that, just to get them working on researching things and like how, and then ultimately to create something that would be beneficial for clients is genius. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yep. Thinking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is also the time where we can start kind of educating those clients, right? So in this stage, in stage one, right, we're we're asking their cl- the client stuff like, you know, if we're talking parasites, do you see them itching and scratching? Are they licking their paws? Are they, you know, are they scooting? Are they, um, you know, have you seen parasites in the environment? Do you notice any like, you know, derm issues? Like do they have hair patches that fall out? Um, You know, itching, redness, those kinds of things. The other thing we can do is have them tell us what their typical day looks like for their dog or cat, right? Um, You know, do they have high risk things? So like Jordan did her article on dog parks. <laughs> yep. you know, do they routinely go to dog parks and now we're concerned about things? So, you know, we, we get those questions and, and again, this is all stuff that it does take some time. And, and if we can slow down, really, this is where client compliance comes in is, is slowing down and having those conversations, but also having those things in our environment to help support things. So, Um, these are kind of the questions that we're asking are going to get clients to realize that, you know, there may be some stuff that they can do. So, um, and there's, there's different pamphlets that you can, can do and I'll, we can put the resource in, in the notes, um, where, you know, you don't have to create them. You can just get them. So stage two, so this is, um, you know, they, they, the clients were, are going to start wondering for, you know, the different options, like what, what's the difference between brand A versus brand B versus formulation A versus formulation B, you know, so this is that time where they're going to start asking questions. They're going to be looking at pricing. They're going to be, you know, looking at different things. They're going to ask our opinions and be like, Hey, you know, which brand do you guys recommend? If it was your pet, what would you recommend? That kind of thing. Um, they're going to also talk to their friends potentially. They're also probably going to look at the internet. (laughs) So we just want to be careful that we let them know, you know, here's some things you may see. This is, yeah, you know, your clients. (laughs) It's like, I think this is a good role though, to, to like, allow CSRs to like take off the hands of because right like technicians are busy doctors are busy and stuff but like utilize assistance and CSRs for like especially when it comes to talks about like prevention like the true like medication to treat a disease okay then that might need to be with a tech I don't know though like it it really depends on the clinic because like in my clinic there's no way my CSRs would have been able to do any of that they're too busy 
Yeah. So you, I, you almost have to have someone who loves client education, be like your client education coordinator, right? Like that's what they do is they, what a solid job. I would love a job like that. Yeah. I would love if my job was just to educate clients at the end of an appointment or at the beginning of an appointment. <laughs> yeah. And just following up with that. Like that is, that is a hundred percent tech utilization. Like take that off of the rest but of the staff because not everybody's yeah. going to need that. Right. But you know, those clients that just need the extra time and it's a different, it's a, it's a different way of, how do I explain this? It's a different brain, brain use, right? Like it is. And it's also like automatic mode, but this is like the slow down. Yeah. Really be present in the moment and switch gears and not rush through it. And it's really like catering to the client, but it's also a very good way to like promote someone who like, because in, in vet clinics, I feel like that's hard to do when you're a technician or assistant or a CSR. There's, it feels like there isn't room for like promotions or uh, mm-hmm. extra job responsibilities, but there is, you just have yeah. to create them. Yeah. And I think well, and not role... everybody wants to do this. Like there's Definitely. some people that are like, no, God, no, please let me just stay in the back and not talk to clients. But then there's those people that thrive on it. Like those extroverts that get energized from speaking to clients right? The introverts are going to be like, this is sucking the life out of me because I get drained talking to clients versus the extroverts. Yeah. Holy moly. This is like life fulfilling for me. (laughs) If you, if you put the right person in a position such as that, right, you're utilizing your staff, you're bringing Mm -hmm. in extra income for your clinic potentially, but you're Mm -hmm. also filling your client's bucket and your staff's bucket. Yeah. Like feeling like your, your client satisfaction scores are, are going to go up because, and so is your staff's. Yeah. Like it's just, yeah. Unless you force everybody in your staff to participate in such appointments and they're just not like, and it's, it's understanding the strengths of everybody. Right. Yeah. these are different strengths. Like I think is- that's where vet meds leaning though too, right? Like when we first started we're starting vet to med, think about it, yeah. Yeah, like we're starting to think about those different roles and those different ways to utilize your staff members versus before it was you were a technician, you were an assistant, you were a CSR, and you, did you were a doctor. Everything. And you did everything. And it's yeah. not conducive. We have an episode coming up on that. So like, <laughs> actually. This is a soapboxy series, just saying. <laughs> it is very much. So, you know, in this stage, this this is still our, you know, contemplation stage. Um, we're going to be doing the legwork for our, our clients. Right. And so we might create some pamphlets that compare the different medications that are out there. So again, if we're talking about parasite control, right. Um, you know, we'll compare say all in one products versus like this one just works for one particular parasite, you know, route of administration, oral topical injectable versus a collar cost per dose, frequency of dose. How's it tolerated? So, you know, these are all kind of things to help in this particular situation. In in internal medicine, like I think of the food, right? That we we do a lot of conversations about like novel proteins or hydrolyzed proteins, and and maybe having an infographic or a pamphlet 
that discusses that is something that, that gets created because that is definitely a conversation that we're having multiple times, right? Anything that you're having a conversation multiple times, taking some time to create something that everybody like can use is, is huge. Um, there's I'll, I'll, we'll put the resources in list, but there, if you're talking specifically about parasites, um, there is this really cool, um, infographic that, um, it was, it's called anti-parasitics for dogs and cats. And I don't know if you guys have looked at the worms and germs blog. I love the worms and germs blog for like that stuff. I don't go to it frequently because I don't like parasites, <laughs> but it's a great resource. Um, but it's, 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 you can create something similar to that. Um, and just see, you know, what, what you can come up with. Also being prepared to answer questions, right? Clients are going to have questions. And so, you know, having, um, you know, having that where if they don't commit right then and there to whatever brand product, whatever it is, um, having that follow-up call just to be like, do you have any other questions? Right? Like they're still in that contemplative stage. So, you know, again, if you've got someone who can do those extra touch points, you know, that's client satisfaction and compliance, and it can get them out of the contemplative mode into prep mode, which is stage three. Mm -hmm. I will say, I say, I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of a place being like, yeah, I'm definitely going to like look into that when I get home, completely forget, just gone. Oh, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. We all do it. We're like on to the next thing in our lives. Right. Yeah. And then and for some reason, like I, what you do. yeah, like I drive back by and I'm like, shoot <laughs> like oh I had every intention of being good about that and I'm horrible right now yeah. I do that very frequently more frequently I would like to admit yeah so the so stage three this is where we can help clients that are prepping right and figure out how do they keep track of things especially if it's like once a month medication or every three months right so you know, um, online calendars, wall calendars, reminder emails, right? Maybe that's something that we ask them, be like, Hey, do you want us to send you a reminder email? Um, can we do forward booking, right? So can we set up an appointment in the future to recheck and see how things are going? So that's, you know, great to help support, you know, the client, um, or maybe they get like a group of friends and they all give the parasite control on the same day. Right. And so they support each other and they're like, I gave my medications, whatever it is. Right. Um, habit stacking. I don't know if you guys know about habit stacking, but I love this technique and I try I love to have it stacking. and it's, it's, it, it makes things easier. Right. So whenever we're creating a new habit, it's great to associate that new habit with something that you're already doing. Um, and this is, uh, it's just one of those techniques that you can use. So like, for example, um, <laughs> with my cats, uh, I would give some treats and give some medications. Um, when I was putting the medications out for my cats, I knew I had to do my medications. So like, that was my habit stack, cats meds, Yvonne's meds do it together. Right. <laughs> so, you know, this is one of those things why a preventative on a specific day of the month can help. Um, if it's, you know, depending on what other medications or foods, right. You, um, make it so it's a little bit easier to, to, to create that. Right. 
Um, so having, uh, auto delivery of food, medication, whatever it is can help as well. Um, and this is, this is one of those things where we can have a conversation with a client be like, what, what habits do you, are you already done do that? You don't even have to think about that. We can just attach this new thing to, right? Maybe it's in the mornings, you're making your coffee. As soon as you're done setting the coffee cup or pot up, you get your pet's medications ready and you give it to them. Um, so, you know, kind of coming up with those things. Stage four is the action stage. So this is where, um, behavior change really does happen. So we're, we're, we're really, we're doing it. This is the, the do it part, right? So this is, we're ordering medications. We're setting up a schedule. We're giving that first dose, um, we want to remind and reinforce things. So stickers on calendars are great. Um, I don't know about you, but you know, I kind of giggled at the stickers, uh, that I used to see on products. And now I'm like, oh, I get it. It's a fun visual reminder of this is the day that I give that medication. Um, so it's a way to reinforce, um, you know, and, and kind of make that change. The other thing too, is celebrating wins. Um, you know, your clinic, you could do like on your social media or in your emails, your newsletters, you could call it like, this is preventative day. Right. And so action win celebration, like whatever, whatever you want to do it, just be like, Hey, on this day, this is our prevention day. Post a, post a photo of your pet getting the medication, right? Like if it's once a month, post, post a cute picture of your pet. Um, if it's, we're switching to a new diet, maybe be like, Hey, post a picture of your pet eating the food, you know, something to kind of get them into let's celebrate those wins because I don't know, we're all like, we, we want to FOMO is real, you know, (laughs) we want to celebrate things Um, and that gives that social support to reinforce people, like, especially like sharing a photo people love. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> bragging about their an pet. excuse to show off my pet How yeah <laughs> and it's a fun one right like it's not it, it's it's not like don't I don't need a picture of the product I want to see your pet like show me your pet yeah like they just got whatever it is for well, us because... like in ours like if you just had like a pet who's getting used to like a uh inhaler right mm-hmm. maybe obviously don't if you can get a picture while this is happening great but maybe it's the after picture (laughs) and be like look we all survived you know whatever whatever it is that we want to celebrate wins on yeah that's a that's such a good idea yeah and you got social media people that love that stuff do it jordan and i are not your person (laughs) (laughs) definitely not We're getting better, but it's not our, it's not our jam, but somebody loves it and use those talents. <laughs> somebody, somebody loves it. Well, yeah. that, like, you can also turn like, Hey, it's engagement on your own clinic, social media page, which yeah. as we know, like from a business standpoint is huge. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's like a double whammy, really. You're, you're helping the clinic out, but you're also like really driving home to that client as well as the other clients that see that photo that like, Again, just compliance is huge. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, I want to post this month's photo, right? And then you like, that's a habit stacking. Like if they're already on social media, there, there you go. Got another visual reminder to, to give the medication. 
Uh, stage five is the maintenance stage. So this is right. This is where, this is where the hard stuff comes in. It's like that new behavior. We're going to keep up with it. This is, you know, where we try to create that new habit. Um, and, and, you know, old behavior is going to rear its ugly head. Right. And, and, you know, we try to minimize the relapses of not giving the medication. Right. Um, so this could be like, um, especially if you've got, uh, pets that, you know, like we, I'm thinking of food stuff, right. You go outside, they get a tree, right. This is the, oh, I need to remember, um, if we're doing a novel protein, they get this one instead of this one. Like, how do we, how do we provide that positive feedback? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, so setting up re- reminders, reinforcing with them that, you know, yes, we slip up, but we're going to try to get back into the habit and, and, and understand it's okay to have a slip up as long as we get back into our habit. Um, so, you know, if you are on a maintaining a streak, reward yourself with something, you know, it, it could be a dog toy or it could be, I don't know, something that makes the clients happy and the, the pets happy. Um, and then remember our stacking the habits, right? So um, maybe what we do is after our post that has these adorable animals taking the medication, um, maybe we raffle off a prize to the client who posts a photo every month and be like, okay, you know, what can we do? Is it a free tech exam and a yearly heartworm test, right? If you post six months this year, you're pet yeah. getting it. You're you're entered into the raffle. You or know, if you refill your medication on time, you get a cute little dog bandana. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so there's a lot of ways that we can help um, reinforce those habits with them, and and just you know how do we how do we do that? Stage six relapse. It's it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, so we just need to make sure that if if they do fall off the wagon right that they don't spiral into months days months whatever of not giving the food medication whatever it is um you know this is like maybe the automatic refill expired maybe there were refills and they didn't see that there were refills maybe it's it does not suggested that's recommended just saying <laughs> maybe the pet got better and and they're like oh whatever this imha doesn't need pred it's fine it had three it had 30 days worth and you're like no my dog's epi <laughs> doesn't need this diet or this, right. <laughs> this supplement right. it's fine <laughs> um you know so whatever it is that that happened maybe they forgot to schedule a recheck and so it just falls off the plate Right. So then, you know, how do we help the clients um, solve the problem of why, you know, they relapsed? Um, You know, uh, are they having difficulty getting that medication into the pet? Do we need to switch to a different formulation? Um, Does the pet not like the food? Like, can we, can we look at some other options? Um, Do they just want us to email them with reminders? Like, like, what is it that, that we can do to help solve that problem of a relapse? Again, this, 
super common. It happens. Don't beat yourself up for it. You know, provide that support to clients. Um, you know, what can we do to help them be successful? And again, you know, ask them. Sometimes they will come up with an idea and and you'd be surprised at how simple that idea is for them, what will work, and you can easily do it. So, you know, you kind of use these different steps to change a behavior, um, you know, whatever that is. And then, you know, hopefully, again, most of this stuff is it doesn't have to be the doctor. Yes, the doctor is involved with it, but this doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours of doctor time. This can be us being utilized appropriately and helping increase our client satisfaction, you know, and increasing our client satisfaction, increasing compliance. So we're, we're helping our pets stay healthier. Um, word of mouth, right? If, if, if a client appreciates the stuff that you're doing for them, they're hundred percent going to recommend the clinic to someone. Um, so it's, it really is a win, win, win for everybody. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, anyways, any, any, <laughs> anything you want to add to the six stages? No, actually, I think all of those ideas are amazing. <laughs> And I think that there could be a role in every clinic for (laughs) something like this to increase compliance. But I also think that would take clinics actually sitting down and auditing like their clients' compliance, right? And being like, all right, is this an issue? Or like, I mean, like, I think there's, I think every clinic is going to have a a percentage, whether that's a small percentage or a large percentage of of their clients that aren't as compliant as they actually think they are. Oh no. I mean like a thousand percent. It would just, I think think a lot of clinics kind of stop thinking about it after the client leaves the door. (laughs) Yes. I, I totally agree. And I, and part of that I think is we know that we know we need more people. <laughs> like I don't know of many clinics that are overstaffed. Um most of our most of our clinics are understaffed. Uh, there's very few places that are at a you know good staffing level. Um and we can see that just by we can see that by tech utilization. We can see that by um burnout, compassion fatigue um, redirected aggression to our coworkers. So I think, I think the softer side of vent med is the part where, you know, uh, when we talk about unicorn clinics, I think that's where unicorn clinics come in is Mm -hmm. the non-medical side is being cared for just as much as the medical side. Agree. But both sides like intersect and I think that needs to be focused on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, you can't just do medicine when the client and the pet are in the office. No, it, it, you can't because yeah, 
it needs to be when they're at home too. Cause that's the thing. It's like out of sight, out of mind, out of mind, right? A like, thousand percent. Yeah. You're not there and it's not in front of your face. You don't think about it. But if you have those touch points along yeah. the way with your clients, I think vet med hit a point of growth. Then like we, like we got so busy, all of everybody from mm-hmm. like the pandemic that now I think is finally the time that because of how things went in the pandemic that clinics are doing that like taking a step back and being like all right like we do good right like but how do we like how do we make it better and I think it's actually really it's a really nice change to see (laughs) yeah yeah well and I think if we it's not well yes I we say tech utilization all the time but I think it's staff utilization a thousand percent staff making sure that we're using the entire team appropriately, right? Um, I hear this at times from different people where they're like, oh, I don't have any assistants. I only have credentialed technicians. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. Like you're you're then having your credentialed technicians doing jobs that are a thousand percent appropriate for an assistant, for a kennel mm-hmm. assistant. Um, and it's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, no. And it's like, I think that they appropriately. Yeah. I think that they think that they're utilizing their techs a lot if they don't have some of those other roles filled, because it's like, then you're using the tech to, to do the, to do those roles. Right. Yeah. But that philosophy is not the the same same thing. Yeah. That philosophy is the same idea of like the doctor has to do everything. Yeah, it's not, it's like, no, there's a reason why you have assistants and why you have credential technicians. So you don't have to do that. And you do your doctor specific jobs. Don't hinder growth for the other areas of this profession, right? (laughs) Like don't, you know, yeah, like don't make it seem like assistants are obsolete or, or CSRs, right? Yeah. It's wild. See, (laughs) being a CSR is a, very difficult job um and it requires very specific skills and those are not interchangeable (laughs) like it is rare for a technician or an assistant to be super proficient in csr skills as well as technical medical skills yeah i will say too and we kind of talk about it in next week's episode so i have a guest on um she's a friend of mine uh next week and we talk about um multitasking and how like doing things like that which i did it all the time right where i did go play csr and then go back into the back and it's like those are two different jobs they utilize different areas of your brain so that transition from when you step foot into the back and you got to pick up and because someone says hey help me draw blood real quick like that transition of your brain to switch tasks actually like while it is like rapid in a sense of like what you and I think like for your brain's action that is not Mm -hmm. a rapid response you know it's like it's and so it actually like can hinder us is it's a fascinating episode I can't wait for people to listen to it (laughs) but um it's nice that we kind of touched on this first because it's like we're opening the idea of potential roles that could help with client compliance and things like that and then next week, we're going to talk about why those roles, like having assigned roles is very important. Yeah. Yeah. So many soapboxes, Jordan. So many soapboxes. I know. It's a great conversation. 
Okay, so just a quick review to sum up the client compliance and the six behaviors, right? The six stages of behavior change. So pre-contemplation, so get some basic information about the medication or whatever recommendation we're doing for our pets. Contemplation, stage two, looking at some different options, talking with a client, figuring out what's going to work best for them and their pet. Preparation, so get those tools to help the clients be successful action. So reinforcing, reminding clients of the medications and keep going kind of thing. Maintenance is going to be, you know, supporting them as they routinely give whatever that is, the food, medication, whatever treatment, right? Um, Watching out for any potential distractions for that maintenance. And then relapse, the final stage, be prepared with a plan to help get them back into their maintenance phase whenever we have slip-ups that that invariably will happen. Um, And just making sure we don't make them feel guilty. I think that's another thing too, right? Like be very Mm -hmm. careful and mindful of not shaming them because shame will just make it so that they don't tell you in the future. Yeah, they'd be like, "Yes, this is going to happen potentially. Let's have a plan in place for when it happens." Mm -hmm. Um, So that's going to be kind of those six stages. So, yeah. Well, I hope this helps everybody a little bit. Come up with a game plan. Maybe create a new job for yourself in your clinic. Right. Your back's hurting. Oh, this is a good one. (laughs) Right. Client coordinator. (sighs) Good. So. All right. Well, if you guys want, um, we'll put the link to the the article for today's veterinary nurse um, where this was posted. Um, we'll put the links, the the resources in the the show notes too. And then, yeah, um, I think that's it for this week. And then next week we're we have our guest lecture, guest lecturer, mm-hmm. guest speaker, guest person. We just have a guest. We have a guest next week. Yes, we have a guest next week. <laughs> um, and then hopefully you guys join us for our monthly CE on August 12th. Um, do we have anything else going on in August that we know of? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Which is nice. I'm very excited to have a little bit of a break before September. September is going to be crazy again. Because I'll be at I'm Southwest kidding. Veterinary Symposium and something else. I don't even know. I don't even know. And then October. I'll be in Colorado in October. And Vet Tech Week's in October. Yeah, Vet Tech Week. Woo! <sighs> Dude, Vet Tech Week this year will be four years. Can you believe it? Jordan's like speechless. I know. I'm like, how? Like, how what? has that happened? <laughs> I just, I don't get it. <laughs> Neither do I. Because this is episode 173, which is crazy to me. I know. It's wild. All right, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to a soft, squishy episode. <laughs> and yeah. uh, let us know if you have any questions. Um, I hope article and at least the resources check out the resources because i thought they were really interesting um thanks so much for listening and making commitment to learning guys and we will chat with you guys next week bye
Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.